speaking on Kanye, so we know Kanye recently just did his um, Sunday services, and he been doing that I think since what back in April I guess when um, since Coachella. So he did one in Coachella, he did one in Chicago, and then he just recently did one I think like last Sunday or the Sunday before last at Passage of Bryan's Church in Georgia, and for me, you know, it looked it looked like it was lit for real. He been doing these for the past couple of months now, and I've been enjoying them. What you think about it? I have never watched none of them until the one he just did at uh, Jamal Bryan Church. Mm -hmm. I never looked at none of the clips on, because I never really cared for it. It's right. never, like, I'm not a, I like Kanye. I got a lot of his albums on my thing, but it wasn't never a, like, I got to go check out his Sunday service. I didn't I didn't really care because he wasn't talking. It was just, mm -hmm. like, people jumping around and playing music and stuff like that. So nothing at that time brought it to my attention. But him going to do it at Jamal Bryan Church, somebody that I listened to already on a regular I'm like, all right, boom, let me check it out. Because yeah. I know he's not about to just let Kanye come in and play because he don't need it. Right. He, are, he, like, don't. He, are, he got a mega church. He already got a following. So he does not need Kanye West to come into his church to play around and it not be something legit. So that's what made me watch it. And I mean, I think that's what made me watch it too because I, I listen to Jamal Bryan too. And I'm not really listening to Kanye like that. I have not been listening to Kanye or anything. that I haven't been following anything that he's been doing because he's just been out here a little goofy for real. So for me, I wasn't interested at first when I heard about the Sunday services because I just didn't really know the motive behind what he was doing until I seen him at Pastor Jamal Bryan's church. Because I know Pastor Jamal Bryan is just not about to let you, like you just said, he's not about to let any of your body just come in and play around, especially since he know the type of time that Kanye was speaking on about mm -hmm. all the Trump and all of that. So uh, it made me interested just to kind of see, I was being nosy for real, just to kind of see what it, what it was. But I can honestly say that I enjoyed it. Like, yeah, it was from, straight. And I guess even good. though, just even to piggyback, I guess on just to, to even bring the, 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 I guess the form of, what Jamal Brown was even coming to the table before he even let Kanye get on mm -hmm. the stage. He let y'all know, I don't care how big this star is, is about to come on this stage. Don't forget why we here. Right. There's only one star in this house and that's God. That's Jesus Christ. That's what we here for. So whatever else y'all about to get excited for, this is just a bonus. And I, and, and what I appreciated about when Kanye did get up and when he was speaking and giving his testimony, he even said, let, the, let us be clear who we are referencing today is Jesus Christ. Right. And I was appreciative of that because yeah, I think even though those people may have been in there and they've been singing gospel songs, my apprehension for real is the fact I didn't have an issue with Kanye doing Sunday services or about to do this gospel album. He's not my issue. My only concern is the people because I want, if people are going to be going to the Sunday services and stuff, I want them to be going because of the fact that they really have a heart for God and they mm -hmm. want to be there. Not because of the fact they about to go see their favorite artists or whatever the case may be and about to get on camera because at the end of the day, we shouldn't be idolizing people. Now, granted, I may go, I do go to see my favorite pastor like Sarah Jakes. I'll go to different churches to mm -hmm. go see Sarah or go hear like Travis Green at somebody's church or something like that. It's not a problem going to see a person that you enjoy through, you know, because they're entertaining or whatever. But at the same time, I know that when I'm going to see them, I'm not going for them. I'm not going to be fanning out because I want to see them. And so that's the thing is like, I'm going because I want to hear the word that they're about to give. So it's like if people are going, I don't want people to be going because he did say people flew in like from California just to be at that service. So it's like I don't want people. And he was like, it's long lines and all of that. People to me, it's like even though it's OK, I think whatever can bring people into the house of God, if it's Kanye West, then that's cool. But don't just leave it at Kanye West. Like, OK, you went to go see Kanye and then you don't want to go back again. Like, OK, but OK, my thing, I guess, with that would be. 
I would say I will fall flat of one of those people who will find out. And that's even on pastors. They don't have nothing to do mm-hmm. with artists because I do have certain pastors, even like at churches. And me and you shared um, pastors and mm-hmm. everything. And you know me, if you send me a joke and the main pastor ain't there, I'm like, ah, bro, you, yeah. I'm good. So I can, I can say I'm one of the people who may be just like, I'm a Sarah fan. I'm not a, I'm not cool. I'm really cool on her husband. Like, I ain't like, I'm like one of the people when it comes to like a game with LeBron, LeBron ain't playing. I'm kind of mad that I spent my money on that ticket. So I'm like one of those people where I can admit, like, don't get, I have my own relationship. I read about Bible. Yeah. I have my own top five or six pastors that I listen to. And we can get into that later. Mm-hmm. So I am one of those people because I do feel like God blesses certain people with different talents. And that's why those people have a different type of fan base. Because even that's what's going mm-hmm. like the TD Jakes. Or even Joe Osteen. Those people have a following because they reach people a different way. They have they a do. different type of voice. They have a different type of anointing mm-hmm. on their voice. So it's kind of like you can't. I can't never fault people for that part of like I'm coming because but of I'm, this person. Well, no, I'm just saying don't idolize the situation. Like don't be going because you just want to worship the fact that this person is there. Mm-hmm. Like if you're there. You know, because people, like, when they had the camera, they were showing people, like, big with the cameras out and this and that. Like, if you go and really enjoy the service, like, really try to, you know. Okay, but do you think with with it being Kanye, that for the person who's not normally going to church, that part is going to be a little bit harder? Yeah, that's true. It because is. it is Kanye West, like we can't make it. So, like... and that might be some of the people's first time going to church exactly. and forever. And that's and I get that, but what I'm saying is, too. Also pay attention to the message of what he's saying. That's what he's saying. When he's up there talking, it's not about him. He's like, don't pay attention to me. I'm here for Jesus. I'm here because I'm trying to show y'all that what Jesus is doing. So if I, I'm just saying that um, because at the end of the day, God can't speak through anybody. And you know I'd be checking you mm-hmm. on that sometimes too when you don't want to listen to outside people. Because at the end of the day, you don't know. We can't fault a person or well, we can't like limit our ear to certain people just because they don't have a certain type of pedestal platform of already because you never because god can still be using them in a mighty way too and have a word for you too that you might need to listen to so i'm just saying in general like outside of because it kind of transitioned from what we were just talking about with Kanye, but outside you should be open-minded to hearing people outside of just that okay i guess one of the t- big topics that we were trying mm-hmm. to talk about today is not necessarily Snoop versus Kanye, mm-hmm. but it's kind of a, like my thing was why was it? I got a, my own thoughts of why I think people were so easy to let Snoop just throw his gospel out about and mm-hmm. nobody even make a big deal about it. For one, I don't think a lot of people, especially like we talking about like hip hop critics, mm-hmm. for one, I don't even think they listen to it. Mm-hmm. And then two, it's kind of like because Snoop Dogg is Snoop Dogg and he's still out moving about and he really still got people in in his inner circle mm-hmm. who will get on you about saying the wrong thing about Snoop Dogg. Most nobody definitely. didn't criticize him on that. So you just let it ride like nobody like it didn't like it almost didn't happen and and that's a and that's yeah. a, and that and that kind of is and that's one of my things where I hate uh, just a lot of critics period if you mm-hmm. and that's and if you go back to like street terminology you can't have no picks if you're gonna be a gangster or you're gonna be whatever you can't pick and choose who you're gonna be a gangster with you that you gotta have that same energy at all times so I kind of hate the fact that people sit here and y'all just let Snoop put out an album and y'all being so hard on Kanye West. You're being mm-hmm. hard on Kanye because he's not running around with a bunch of gangbangers. You're not scared mm-hmm. about bumping into Kanye West because you feel like it's not going to be no smoke. Whereas to sit here and say, okay, if I bump into Snoop, mm-hmm. he might have a different type of energy with me. And the people who might be around him still may have a different type of energy. So it's like, y'all just let him put out his junk. Even when he won the BET, nobody ain't even say, oh, how you beat Kurt Franklin? How you? No, for, before I actually listened to his album, when I heard Snoop I won the junk, I'm like, what? Y'all just let Snoop beat Kurt Franklin, Joe, and I'm listening to Kurt Franklin, Joe, come on the radio every day. But then when I actually listen to Snoop's album, I'm kind of like, oh, this sound like 
when my mother used to make me go to church. Like it was like that type yeah, of nineties, like, like the nineties yeah, gospel coming out. Like exactly. Where yeah. it was that type of where it was that type of vibe. It wasn't. It, he didn't even sit here and try to bring it to like. Let me make y'all sound like modern day hip hop, mm-hmm. and we gonna ask him. No, this was like big hat Sunday service. Mm-hmm. Grandma in the church with you, <laughs> and everybody fanning itself down. One of them type of albums. So it was like I was like, dang, I kind of glad I listened to it before we even recorded this episode. Yeah. I'm like. Oh, he was y'all like he was really in his bag on that one. So yeah, I, but I'm 100 percent positive. A lot of people who's even criticizing Kanye, you didn't even listen to Snoop Jump. And that that's what I was about to say. That's how it uh, flew under the radar for real. Like it re- easily was swept under the rug because of the fact that Snoop's album, what Snoop is doing, is to me different than what Kanye is doing right now. Because I feel like what Kanye is doing with the Sunday services is he is because Kanye is just Kanye. Um, a lot of this generation of millennials like Kanye. Mm-hmm. So what Snoop just did with his album wasn't for, to me, it wasn't appealing and marketable to our generation, to the millennials. People are not listening. Our generation is not about to listen to that. I can listen to it because I have an old ear anyway, but it's not about to be played. It's not going to be played on 95.5. Like on our local stations, it's going to be played on like a Sunday morning commute to church because of the fact that it's an older sound. Like he literally had like the Clark sisters and Rance Allen, like older um, features on there. So it's, I mean, I think maybe one of the newer artists that he had on his album was like a Mally music. And I did like that song, but I think because of the fact that it's not, he didn't have like features from today's generation artists and the today's generation, it was easily swept on, swept under radar by our generation where it's not going to be posted on the shade room. We're not going to be posted in like ball alert or anything like that because they're not listening to that anyway. Okay, so my thing is, that's when I feel like you gotta kind of give Kanye more credit because mm-hmm. I'm 100% positive when Kanye album come out, everybody's gonna listen. They're to gonna that. play it on 93.9 and yes. they're gonna dissect it on 93.9. Where, like you just said, Snoop, I ain't never hear. I don't. What I don't listen to the radio. But I didn't even still, know. I'm I forgot sure. he had an album out until the BET Awards because of the fact that ain't nobody talking about it. I ain't heard nothing talking about. It. And, and I mean, and, and it's funny because Apple Music, for whatever reason, don't even have that album under his name. Which is probably a good thing as well because yeah. it's kind of like, uh, it, it's kind of where you don't want to mix it too because yeah. it's kind of hard to be like, if you send it to your grandma and then it go up as under Snoop Dogg, regular Jones, and then you see pound. Doggy Style yeah, right beside the right. Jones or Dog Pound because them album covers are but, ridiculous. And I would hate to have to bring him up, but it was they they had that for R. Kelly though, because R. Kelly did a gospel album years ago, and it was receptive. Whitney Houston did a gospel album years ago, so they still you know but, what I'm okay, saying. But they, still they, categorized. Okay, but my thing about them is, don't get me wrong, R. Kelly, whatever his past, I mean whatever he's done, he's done it. He's yeah. he's paying for a nail. But Snoop Dogg beat a whole murder. Like Snoop Dogg, when you think of Snoop Dogg, you thinking of but I'm Crips, saying gangster. You not like you not even and don't, like I said, you can't. And it's not nothing wrong with that because yeah. down south. You go to Florida. I got I got an old here from Florida, and he'll tell you like that's that on that type of like I just gang bang yeah and and trapped out Monday through Saturday. Sunday I'm going to church with my grandmother. But I think the thing is Snoop always talked about God though, and that's the thing. Even though he was doing all that, I've always heard him. But it's not like a, on a level of like a Kanye. Yeah, Jesus no. Walk and type so I thing. think for me hearing that Snoop wanted to do that, it it wasn't shocking to me because I've heard him talk about God, and I know that. Snoop, but at the same time though, you like, still didn't listen to it. I didn't because I wasn't interested. Like, I just wasn't, I really wasn't interested. And I mean, and I, I really didn't watch this Kanye Sunday services be, until I seen that. Like I said, he was at Pastor Jamal Bryan's church because I wasn't interested. But, um, what was I about to say? I think that with R. Kelly, it's just funny to me because when that came out, when his gospel album came out, nobody had an issue. Like you just said, Snoop had a past. 
and he beat a whole murder charge and all of that. But we didn't get, and I don't want to have to go deep into that with R. Kelly. But what I'm saying is that I just think, I agree, but I, I think that society picks and chooses who they want to place criticism on because of the fact that now everybody wants to kind of low-key criticize Kanye for going into the church. And I honestly feel like more of the criticism is coming from the church more than anybody else. I don't really hear other people because I was watching, um, I was listening to 104.1 and Willie Moore Jr. had this on it in his segment where he had like listeners call in and mm -hmm. talk about the Kanye Sunday services. And Willie Moore Jr. was saying that it's a big uproar right now within the church. But you People know what's so crazy? Okay, just, just for you just talking about him, just mm -hmm. and let you get back, I don't want to cut you off, but I can't listen to his segment because it's too much, almost like hip-hop. I don't, I can't, me personally, mm -hmm. if I'm listening to gospel music, I want it to, I'd rather it sound like Snoop album okay. than listen to what he play on his junk. I don't want to hear, like, fake rap music. If I'm going to listen to rap mm -hmm. music, I'm just going to listen to rap music because I don't, I can't, like, only, I guess... I guess a gospel artist that I can listen to who does it to me perfectly when they kind of mix the two is uh, Lecrae. Yeah. He's the only one. Because when say. I listen to other, like even when the times I have tried to listen to the Willie Moore Jr. show, it'd be like, what? It's almost sound like I'm listening to like local rappers. And I'm talking about like bad but quality I, I, local but rappers. I and that's, I think that's just your taste. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's okay. I think that, I think what he's doing is okay though because our generation of young, you know, young adults, because I'm a, I'm a young adult leader. I'm a teacher. Mm -hmm. So I, and I, I see how my teens, when we play that stuff in teen ministry and stuff like that, they love that. They want that type of sound because they are, I mean, realistically, they are listening to the local rappers and the pop, you know, the, the, the rappers that's popping right now. So versus them just only having an ear for that. I think because of the fact they have an outlet like a Lecrae or Andy Mineo or whoever, um, Christian rappers that I think it's good to have that both. So I think that it's good that the, um, the radio stations are doing that too, because I feel like it took them a long time to receive Christian rap. Like they only, they wouldn't live, they wouldn't even play Lecrae on the radio for a long time. And so I think that, I mean, for you, because of the fact that you, you know, you, you have your pet, you want to just, you, you trying to grow spiritually. So you don't really probably want to hear something that's similar. I don't know, but I, I, I just don't want to hear the, uh, I'm just, I don't want to hear the PG version of, I can just still for me, because I still listen to regular rap mm -hmm. music. I just don't want to hear the, but I think the, it's okay to have another version of it, but I don't think it's water. Now I think it's, an, it's, an, it's okay to have an alternative because at the end of the day, if I'm Christian and I want to be a rapper, I should, and I don't want to talk about the things of the world. I should be able to still have a voice and have a platform and be able to talk. So like a Lecrae. Yeah, you, I agree yeah. with you, but I did. Uh, to me, Lecrae is a one on one. Like if I'm, if I'm, like, like I love Lecrae how Lecrae would be, to me is of gospel rap. He's like LeBron and he's the up. Uh, he's upper, the, uh, he's upper the upper echelon. echelon. Like he, he is even the, how he did his Zayto, him and Zaytoven album. That's my point. Like that so kinda, yeah, so lit. he's different. Like yeah. he's playing but a different he's game different. from everything else that they play on that. But on, he's on the that example. Segment. He's the like the yeah. He's but he's trying to be like that. Like you said, the LeBron to show people that you can do it for people that do want to do that type mm -hmm. of style because it's either going to be if I'm in the, if I'm trying to grow in God and I'm trying to leave the world, it's either going to be I'm either going to do worldly music or I'm just going to do of course yeah so they have to have something like Willie Mo Jr. He used to be a secular artist. His songs they I can't even remember the what one of the songs, but he used to make sex music period. He was like a Jeremiah. Okay. Like he made sex music. And so, um, for him, he had to like, he completely changed his life around and stopped doing that type of music. So that's why now he, for him, I think that's why he has a set. His segment is like that because he came from that world. Okay. Like he literally was a rapper and he was, a 
a secular artist. Like, he went on tour with Puffy and all of them. So, for him, I think it's because that's in his background. So, like, even for you, like, if you were to get to that point, you would probably still incorporate a little bit of, like, Of course, I mean, because, because, it because it makes it, to me, it makes yeah. it relatable. And that's why even certain pastors, when I tell you to me is more relatable than others because you you kind of when you shut the door completely and you're trying to be like super holy than thou now mm-hmm. you don't leave that door open which the i feel like that's the door that kanye is about to bring mm-hmm. millions of people in mm-hmm. millions of people who normally don't go to church who don't listen to erica campbell who don't listen to kurt franklin who don't mm-hmm. listen to none of that you're going to give kanye a honest ear from one to however many songs is on there so if he sit here and use his platform for the betterment of that I can't see where people can even find anything wrong with that. It's realistically, it don't even make sense for you to sit here and say, oh, well, he just had on a MAGA hat. I don't care. Guess what? 90% of people who got a MAGA hat on, probably more religious than 90% of the people who hate people who got a MAGA hat on. Mm-hmm. Probably pray more, go to church more every Sunday. So I, you can kind of, I can pick that argument apart all the time with people, realistically, the people who turn in their nose and say, oh, I go to church and this, that, third. I don't think Kanye got a place in church. You nine times out of 10, you got your own flaws with if you, right. and, and the pastor say that every day. Like you shouldn't y'all turn throw the first nose, stone. You shouldn't judge somebody. No. You turn to somebody. You turn your nose up to people. It's kind of like, uh, and it yeah, just makes people not like? want to. It makes people not want to go to church when you act like that. Right. Like why would I want to come to a place that's supposed to be full of love and the house of God and I'm being turned away by the people that's in here? Of course. Because at the end of the day, the church is the hospital. It's going to be broken people coming into church, so nobody's going to be perfect. Not even the pastor. Not even the leaders. So I think people carrying that type of mindset, I think that's old and that's that's trash for real because Jesus didn't even have that mindset. Like, Jesus hung out with the, the prostitutes. He he spoke to the people, the sinners. Like, those were the people that he liked to be around and liked to talk to. But, on, but my only thing, I guess, even with that, though, is mm-hmm. kind of like, we just, but they're giving Kanye a hard time on his his political beliefs. Right. Not, he ain't done, he ain't touch nobody, he ain't shoot nobody, he ain't done nothing but sit here and say that I'm going to have a meeting with Donald Trump, I'm going to put on a MAGA hat. Guess what? His wife then got 17 people out of jail last month. Yeah, exactly. So what we really talking about? Like, what you really, what, what did he really do to people to sit here and say, oh, I'm no, I'm good on Kanye? Because he, because mm-hmm. he, he got a different political view? That don't make no sense yeah. because, and then you don't have no honest ear to that. Like we were saying, like me and you were just saying earlier, you wouldn't have had that moment with Killer Mike and T.I., with Candace Owen, because if she's not there, Killer Mike talk like that every. Go look at him in any of his mm-hmm. Breakfast Club interviews. Go look at his Netflix specials. That's him. That's the energy he brings every time he on a microphone. Right. So it's kind of like, but what made you listen to it is because Candace Owen was there, and you knew that her point of view and her train of thought is totally different from Ti's and from Killer Mike. So it made you be like, oh, let me hear this conversation mm-hmm. and let me see where it's at. So I feel like you gotta give people a chance to have. Different. You can't see everybody you having a conversation with should not agree with your point of view all the time. I agree. So and it's just like, go ahead. The moral of the story is just to be open minded for real. Because at the end of the day, if we all sit around the table and we all got the same perspective, how are we gonna grow? Like we gotta be able to have them hard conversations. And I think that's what Kanye has done in society. He has brought those hard dialogues and those hard conversations in. And I feel like versus shunning him out, we should as a body of Christ, church, we should be able to receive him and want to hear what he's saying. Um, because at the end of the day, some of what he's saying could be truth, but the fact that we're not we're so closed ear to him we're not even trying to hear what he got to say at all because some yeah some sometimes he is speaking a little outside of his his um 
what probably what he should be saying. Okay, but for example, with that, that's everybody on Twitter. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's everybody on their social media. And account, I just think you, that you, you voice an opinion on something that you probably realistically not even well versed in. And I think that's the thing with social media because of the fact that social media is in place, everybody has an opinion. So how are we to discredit somebody's opinion when everybody has an opinion anyway? And my only thing about I think with one of the things with him, I'm pretty sure even he's still trying to deal with his mom's death because mm-hmm. he puts a lot of that on him. Realistically, through his regular music, he can't get that off you. I'm going to tell you a perfect example why I know he can't because guess what? Y'all didn't even allow Chance the Rapper to tell you how much he loves his wife. Mm-hmm. So you think Kanye know for a fact if I see him put out a regular rap album, y'all not going to let me really get off my true emotions. But right. in a gospel album, I can pull my heart out and cry to the world and it's going to be accepted. And even listening to the songs that he did at the Sunday service, it literally made me want to cry. Like just listening to them because I felt I felt his spirit and I felt the rawness and the realness and the pain and hurt. And for me, I was moved by it. And he put word in it. So I think that at the end of the day, regardless of the fact that yeah, he may have been he is a secular artist. So what? Like we sin every day. Right. Like, what's the issue? I think whether no sin is greater than the other. So just because of the fact that he might be a secular artist and he might curse sometimes or he might do this and that sometimes. Like, he even set it up there. Like, he's in an industry that is corrupt. So at some point, you're going to be you're going to be influenced a little bit because of the fact that that's all you're around. Sometimes you will lose your mindset. Kanye, who he is now, is different than when he first put out College Dropout. Of course. So it's, but it's, but the fact that he's around all these different people, all these different influences, and I think that anybody in his situation would probably, not to say we all would act the same way, but it's, you're easily, you can easily be influenced because of all of what's around you. So I think, I think what I hate is that people judge stuff and they haven't walked in those shoes yet. Like if you haven't walked a day in the life of Kanye West, lost your mom and all of this, and you in this industry, all the pressure of the world, Get his man a break. No, I mean, I totally agree with you. I don't, I just, I, I honestly think just give him a chance. And I feel like if he can do, I think his numbers will like probably go three times mm-hmm. past his last one. Let's say his, I think his last one did like 170, 180, between 170 mm-hmm. and like 210. I'm, I'm almost going to go out on a limb and say he probably going to do like 500,000 first he, week. I think he's going to get I'm a gonna Grammy. Say, I'm, I'm going to say he's going to be, his, this for him is going to be between 500,000 the first week closer to a million the first week just off the strength of the people who already who you 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 still love kanye mm-hmm. and then the sneaky kanye haters and then the people who want to kind of even the church people Telling who they going they you got to give them an honest it because it's kanye west and if he come in that joint and really got touching songs and really giving you a different type of, i don't i can't see how he can go wrong with it and i just feel like just people just need to honestly give him just an honest ear give him his honest opinion and let him rock and i think they will and then if you can, if he can do five hundred, if he can get five hundred thousand people to listen to a gospel album, guess what? Gospel album. Guess what? Every regular gospel artist ain't doing five hundred thousand the first week. No, I'm I'm a I'm a prophesy right here and say I think Kanye was going to win a Grammy off this one. Yeah, that'd be fire. All right, we'll just I real. We'll, I guess so. We can kind of not. We can stay in this realm, but kind of mm-hmm. change gears. Your top five pastors. Okay, so. These are my YouTube pastors outside of my pastors, my actual pastors, but my YouTube pastors are top five people that I watch on YouTube is Sarah Jates. And this is in no order, by the way. Like, this is not, I'm not ranking them. You can't rank them? Or, or you don't, don't want to rank them? them. I don't want to. Because you want me to rank them? I mean, I mean, if, you, if you're not comfortable with ranking them, you uh, don't have it's to. It's hard. Though. It's hard to rank them because I feel like, okay. So I'm going to have to, if I rank them, I'm going to have to put Uncle T.D. first. T.D. Jakes, I'm going to have to put him first because he's just the GOAT. Like, he's the greatest. So he's first. Then I'm going to say number two is 
uh, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Number three is mm, Matthew Stevenson. Number four is Michael Todd. And number five is Pastor Keon Henderson. My one would be Sarah. Mm-hmm. Are you ranking them? Yeah, I'm ranking them. My okay. number one, my, More than her father? Yeah. What? How? Uh, I just, I like her voice. It's just her voice and then just her, her okay. story and her testimony is more normal. It's more, it's more of the audience than it is. Like, T.D. Jakes is like, he's so well seasoned in his word, his mm-hmm. voice and everything. Like, when you hear his voice, he just sounds like a pastor. Like, if you've never been mm-hmm. to a church before and you want to stereotype what you think a pastor would sound like, it's T.D. Mm-hmm. Jakes. It's just like he. It's like you can barely find flaws I in him because he's so. I mean, it is. I'm because talking, I'm we, saying I'm most about churches, because, no, you know, because he don't be hacking and doing all that wild stuff. But he do though. He does, and that's no. He he, had, he got that? videos when he's done it before. Probably back in the day. But that's my point. Okay. But his vo- even still his voice. Mm-hmm. When you think of that that deep fatherly voice, that's him. Yeah. So therefore, I'm talking about for you, you. You're a little bit different because you've been going to church your entire life. So your mindset and you have probably been a, and heard different and millions of different preachers preach. Mm-hmm. So your, your mindset is a little bit different mm-hmm. from that one. But I'm talking about for somebody who I've never been to church before. I'm going to let you have yours. Go ahead. I believe my mind would have thought, okay, what TDJ sound like? That's what a preacher should sound like. When I listen to Sarah, to me, her is just different. Like her story, even just like admitting, like I used to be a bartender. Like I worked in the strip club, I was a bartender. Her father is TD Jakes. Mm-hmm. How did you get? How did you get behind the bar? Let alone the bar in the strip club. I know. So for that to be like that's her word and that's what she given. And that's not even she, just that, she got pregnant at thirteen. So that's my. So that for me, <laughs> I it, that story is way more relatable. Yeah. Her voice, she just sound like a regular female that you're talking on the phone to. It's nothing like super okay. crazy about her voice. Her voice is just like I have went to sleep millions of days listening to Sarah and I can wake up like that's a voice that I can listen to all you day got long. got a crush on her that's all. It, it, that, I, I'm, with, I'm with that too. I'm not, I'm not this knocking that yeah. but it's just to me she would be my favorite. Like I can listen to her all day long and won't have a problem I love with listening too. to her. So that would be my number one. My two probably would be say Michael Todd okay three probably uh, unpopular opinion but John Gray why you say unpopular people I, love I, John I, Gray no, they hate on him what yeah well they, now I think now people are terribly like but that, <sighs> they take him to church like he like like surrogate on the shade room for positive things pastor John Gray get on it it's all slam John Gray would be my number six if I could do a number six so go ahead I agree uh what, what's that my what I'm at three my mm-hmm. four would be ah, I'ma say Pastor If you would have asked me this a couple of weeks a, <laughs> a couple months ago, I probably would have said Keon. But I think Come I on, like uh what is it? What's it? Matthew Stevenson? It. Does it mm-hmm. does it he might be my four realistically but he may be my he could be my two or three, but I'm gonna say four. I'm about to say. I'm gonna say four just because I, Michael Todd and just Michael Todd got to stay my two just because he didn't got me through. Like he really yeah. helped me get into like all right, I'm cool on the YouTube thing. I can do YouTube pastors all day long. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say yeah. Number my four would be uh, Matthew Stevenson, and my five would be. Am I missing somebody? 
I can't say I gotta go Ty Trivet. I ain't playing with Ty Trivet like that. He gonna be my number five. <laughs> uh, Ty Trivet. I must say you. I mean that's cool because I already said Keon. Yeah. So five 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 would be Ty Trivet for me. Yeah. Like he is like just he like the James Brown of preacher. I agree. Like he gonna get you that he. I just you, wish you he was cannot, on YouTube. You can't go to sleep on him. Period. He like you can't. That's not a pass that you can play and go to sleep. He yeah. not. It's not happening. He give you too much energy. He give you too much swag on the mic. And you just got to kind of like, I respect people who live their truth and who will sit mm-hmm. here and say, I'm not about to sit here and act like I never committed infidelity on my wife. He going to give you that. I can respect. Live your truth. Yeah. I don't like, you can't judge me. It don't matter. Like, I'm mm-hmm. cool. Because guess what I don't have to do? I don't have to preach. I still come to all y'all churches and perform on y'all New Year's joint, your Christmas joint, your Thanksgiving joint. You can pay me my bag and I don't never got to preach. So I bag. appreciate that he in that joint every Sunday and Wednesday. And he do so. And that and that's why I kind of even give him more credit because he still do all his tours and do everything else. And he still do Bible study on Wednesday at his church. And he still preaching every Sunday. I have not yet seen him miss a Sunday where he got somebody filling in for him. Yeah. How many of these preachers? I'd be like, Mo, how many vacations y'all going on? <laughs> like, I ain't going to lie. That's like one of my biggest beef. Like, bro, I, you can't keep coming in with these bum fillers. Like, Shut come up. on. Don't, we just talked about this. I'm just saying. It's okay. If, Other, I, pay to see let LeBron, the Lord if I pay to see LeBron, I want to see LeBron. I don't want to see... Tyloo, I don't want to see uh Don't do that for the other, listen, other people have gifts too and God That's has cool. to use those people's gifts it's too. It's cool, but you got you have to you got to step your game up. That that just not I'm not posing so if you go see the if you go see the Lakers it was okay to just I see I'm blown when um when and get star players is on the bench. Like, okay, who wants then. to see that? Yeah. So, it's yeah. the same way with a passer. Like, it's cool. I'm not like I you know me. I'm not giving you I'm no, not giving you. you no slack because you using the the Lord is your covering for that. I can't give you no slack. You either in the A class or you not. But at the same time, just to get them, not to get them some slack, but you know they they are traveling a lot. So like Matthew Stevenson, he got multiple churches. So what? You better get a phone out. You better use record. You it's a camera. You got a camera. Use it. Yeah, that's true. Like what? Like I just I I even for me personally, even at my church. Like, I'd be wishing, like, send me a text saying, hey, I'm not going to be here. Give me an option to go somewhere else this Sunday. No, uh, you should be at your church because nah. there's other people that God can use, too, that have yeah, a word. And, and guess what? It is some other elite open. pastors in the DMV that I might want to, hey, I haven't been to none of this. Let me give them a Sunday. You're off this Sunday? Give me the heads up so I can go see Keith Battles. You can still do that if you wanted to. I, I'm, I'm one of the people. I'm loyal to my church, so I good. still go. So you, and you should be loyal even when your pastor isn't there. It shouldn't be an issue. You got another topic you want you want to go into? Yeah, since we just talked about infidelity with Ty Trivet, um, what do you think about? So, do you think that as a black community or in culture, period, because this is such a cancel culture, we know. Mm-hmm. Do you think that we give our spiritual leaders, gospel artists, pastors the same room to make mistakes like we do celebrities? No, I say no because the average person, two two people. People who never go to church mm-hmm. feel like people who go to church is holy than now. They should never mess up. And then people who are in church kind of look at it like because they put these people on such a pedestal and they worship and these people probably too much. Mm-hmm. You hold them to a different standard as well. And it's kind of like and you and, and this is, of course, going to sound kind of crazy. And that's one of my things of be like, it's so easy for people to say, don't watch porn and this, that and the third. And I always tell you, like, sometimes like. 
maybe that might help you a lot easier <laughs> from you not committing infidelity. Like, and that'd be like, I don't, I don't, I can't, all I can do is pray on it. So that's one of my fights that mm-hmm. I can even say that I pray on on a daily basis. So it's kind of like, I'd be like, sometimes some of you pastors maybe should have cut something on instead of cheating on your wife. So when you, when you ask me, do people kind of give them a hard time? I feel like nowadays, with cancel culture being so high, mm-hmm. I feel like everybody playing on the same playing field. Like, if Kevin Hart cheat on his wife, they're going to cancel him. If that pastor cheat on his wife, they probably realistically a drag. The, the sad thing about it is, with, for Kevin Hart, he just going to get dragged on the shade room. Mm-hmm. That pastor going to get dragged in his church, and they going to start questioning him, say. and they going to start like holding back on their ties and offerings and stuff like that. Exactly. And that's the thing that's kind of messed up, because Kevin Hart cheating on his wife ain't going to mess his money Heck up. No. The pastor cheating on his wife, it's going to slow your pockets up, And bro. that's what I was going to say. I, I do not think that we give them the same room to make mistakes because of the fact, like you said, Kevin Hart. When Kevin Hart cheated on his wife, because he did cheat on his wife, when he, when he cheated on his wife, all he had to do was go on Instagram, make a public apology, go on a breakfast club, make an apology, and it was pretty much done a day away. Everybody mm-hmm. forgot about it. It was cool. And nobody was ever talking about canceling Kevin Hart because people were still going to his comedy show. Be- and people were still seeing his movies. Why? Because we want to get the tea. We want to know. We know that at the comedy shows, that's where he's going to like actually talk about what was going on and all of that. Like even I went to just go see Marlon Wayans, and he was at his comedy show talking about how he cheated on his baby mother, and he was giving details about how all that happened and how it was all on the shade room and all of this and um the European um blogs and all of that stuff. So, but I mean, we didn't. I didn't know about that, but. If that was a pastor, like, for example, Pastor Jamal Bryant, and I'm only bringing him up because that was public information, mm-hmm. Pastor Jamal Bryant, when he cheated on his wife, uh, and his wife, well, his ex-wife, Giselle Bryant, she was, she's on the Real Housewives of Potomac, so she's even talked about this. When he cheated on his wife, he lost his congregation. Most of his people left. His church that's in Baltimore, mm-hmm. what went well when it was in Baltimore because he's no longer in Baltimore. Because I I knew someone that went to his church and she was even telling me like it was hard for her to make the decision on if she should stay or not. And I and I I can understand why that would be like a little hard because you do. We do, you know, we do look at our spiritual leaders as examples. Like, dang, like, if you were to probably hear something like that about your pastor, it would probably, like, disappoint you in a little bit to be like, But well, for me, the only reason why it wouldn't because I wasn't, like, I went to church mm-hmm. as a kid, but I wasn't raised in a church as a yeah. kid. Like, it was like, the older you got, it became an option. Mm-hmm. And then even still, because your my mother just ain't, like, she's there now, mm-hmm. but at that time, she was young, she was working, she was still trying to get her foot in her career, her and my dad, so it wasn't an every Sunday thing. Right. So me completely living a beyond ridiculous lifestyle before I start to find my own relationship with with Christ, mm-hmm. I, I'm like, okay, it's cool, I get it. And and so I so I don't, I wouldn't look, I wouldn't look crazy at you, like, it's unbelievable, and it's just somebody, like, I feel like sometimes, and, and I even, me and you had these conversations all the time, I feel like a lot of them pastors haven't even had a chance to live. So right. even like for John Gray, like he even, you listen to his story where he always say, man, I, I was 30 something in a version and I'm living in Atlanta and I'm getting popular. Mm-hmm. Now these women starting to trying to throw themselves at me. It's, it's that urge is hard to fight because guess what? It's easy to be holy down now when you don't have no options. Yeah. It's easy for a man not to cheat on his wife when he don't got no options. That's even for Kevin Hart. When I, and I even all say this all the time and it's not no shade to his first wife. She don't, can't, ain't even in the same ballpark on eyes. Alone. Yeah. Let me just talk about eyes. Looking wise <laughs> as his new wife. So I get it. So as soon as you get some money and that's, but it's just realistic. That's a lot of celebrities because mm-hmm. guess what? To stay focused and become a celebrity, 
you can't really play around with women like that a lot. You but the thing about it is that might have always been Kevin Hart's issue. We don't really even know why they divorced to begin with. I mean, I don't really know. But what I'm saying is, even for that, we have to, because of the fact that we don't get them run to make mistakes, still got to remember that they still men at the end right. of the day. And so, like you just said, they are going to probably, they they can't close their eyes and act like they're blind. Like, if you see a woman, especially women in church, don't get it twisted. Women in church be coming on to the pastors. Of like, course. So, but that's, but that's just, yeah. I mean, like that's just a, it's a, because they look at it as like a man with power. Yeah. So that's any woman the same way. I can't be mad at a woman in church looking at the pastor like mm-hmm. he a man with power because guess what? That them, All them thousands of women who looking at Chris Brown the same way, a man with power. Or Rick exactly. Ross. And guess what? And, and I always say this all the time on the, my regular podcast. Y'all like Rick Ross because he's Rick Ross. Right. You wouldn't like him as Robert Williams. Heck no. So that's my point. So it's kind of like I I can't. It's hard to like. I, that's why I say I, that's why John Gray is one of my because mm-hmm. I'm like I ain't mad at you because I can I understand like I can only try to I never had those issues because I wasn't born in church and I wasn't a holy than now person. So I didn't I got to be able to have my wild side. I got to actually live. So if I'm sitting here right now and say okay I want to be a pastor by the time I'm fifty I want to get married and this that. I can get in. You can get already and had that power. So I'm cool. I had that power on a secular level. So it's fine for me to sit here and be like, oh, all right, cool. Now I can, I don't got to look at nobody. I don't have to, I got my wife. And I always say, even that's easier for a pastor to say, don't watch. And that's why I kind of even like Michael Todd when he mm-hmm. said he, that's one of his fights he had with the porn thing, because it's just like, that is a fight. If you're not married to some woman and you don't have in-house relations with you on a nightly basis mm-hmm. and you're trying to live right by God, bro, it's, that is like, Woo, that's a fight. That's a different yeah. type of fight. And, and for a, men, it's a super hard yeah. fight. And it's even a harder fight when you are in church. It's like because of the fact that in most churches, it's not op- like most churches don't have that open conversation about sex. So it's hard for a person to be able to come in and say, I'm having these issues and mm-hmm. not be judged. We even just listened to Devon Franklin talk about that when he was at John Gray's church, talk about how he was horny, but he couldn't even talk to people about it in his church. So, yeah, like he was actually having sex. And lying to the people in this church trying to say he wasn't. Of course. So, and that's the thing. It's kind of like, I, I do wish that, you know, in, in the church we was having real conversations because at the end of the day, and I mean, and some churches are, I'm not going to say all churches aren't, but I think the fact that we look at sin so much is like, like it's not realistic. Like everybody sins. So at the end of the day, like just because a pastor may struggle with infidelity don't mean that you're not, Somebody else might struggle with gluttony or somebody else might struggle with something else. It don't, but no sin is greater than the other. So why do we have to cancel? And I'm not going to, now it depends. Now I do agree. Like, I do think that if the, if the, if it's an issue where maybe this is like a lingering issue where the past is constantly doing it and there's no conviction or anything like that, then now I'm going to have to side out of past and be like, yeah, maybe okay, I let's should. Put, okay. This is real quick. Remove. Let's put, let's before my mm-hmm. bad for interrupting you. Let's put a number on it. Let's just say if the pastor was married <laughs> to his wife mm-hmm. and he only cheated on his wife one time, mm-hmm. but that's his second person he have ever had any type of sexual encounters with his entire life. That number is so Holy compared to a man who ain't like that. Yeah. How can you judge somebody who only had sex with two women his whole life? Right. I, I couldn't. I mean, for me, that's almost now, a joke. Like that's a joke. Be, I'm laughing at but that. But look, but look, it might be different though. If he has sex with this, is a different. Thing. So if he has sex with the other woman, so anybody, this is the second woman. But what if he had a baby by her though? Yikes. Right. But okay, my my thing <laughs> of it is again, like when you because said, that has happened too. I mean, of course, and yeah. I'm sure it has, but. And that's to me like is Pastor like Keon's father. That that's his testimony about the fact that his father is a pastor. Well, was a pastor because his father's passed now, 
And I mean, and he's openly shared about this on TD Jakes um, network, but his father was a pastor and cheated with whoever his wife was with Pastor Keon's mother. And that's how he so. Yeah, you know so so, so that one is like, kind of like it to me. That's almost like you're being super reckless. Yeah, like it's just as a man, I'm like you, now you're being reckless. And mass, if and you everybody, wasn't, even and they if you, all was still at the church at the same. So that's time, my thing. So even if on. that wasn't a pastor, right. I still would judge that situation. If that was one yeah. of my friends and that, he come that's and telling wild, me period. he cheated in on his girl, I'm like, oh, I got this other like with that's the crazy friend, to with me. the sister or the cousin. Yeah, that don't. That's too close to home. Yeah, yeah, that's you just being beyond reckless. So I don't know that right there. I kind of got to turn the eye on that a little bit harder, yeah. but like I said, like go just to go back to what you were saying, when people kind of look at one person's sin more than the other, and that be my argument to you all the time is like, man, all these pastors keep telling me to stop watching porn, but y'all need to stop eating. It ain't too like the super great pastors that we even said top five. Hey, bro, guess what y'all need to do? Get on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. So you overeating, but you sitting here. So like you saying, that's gluttony. Mm-hmm. That's called gluttony, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's this to me. Like, what's the difference between you overeating and me fighting this demon right here, or even? And this is weird because I never even knew what um gout was until I started going to church because it's just I'm just a weird person. I be looking at all the older people walking around like, why their ankle so big? So I <laughs> end up asking somebody, what is that? Oh, it's da 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 da, and that come from they all bigger people. So it's just like yeah. it's so easy to judge people on stuff mm-hmm. that you're not going through. But you're not looking in the mirror saying, "What are my I, What are my issues? Like, maybe I wouldn't have diabetes if I wasn't mm-hmm. overeating. Or maybe I wouldn't have high cholesterol. Like, are you working on those things, or are you mm-hmm. just so quick to judge other people on their own fights? Or are you smoking cigarettes? Or are you drinking your beer, doing whatever? Because, right. like you said, everybody got their own issues. Everybody, and maybe your issues may not be a sin in the Bible, but it's not. You know, it ain't healthy for you. Yeah. So you're not treating your body like a temple. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, oh yeah, you can say whatever, but. You well, let's just say if you're 150 pounds overweight, what they say you should be at your height and your age. Mm-hmm. Guess what you're doing? You're just as bad as little pump with tattoos all over his face. Because guess what? Mm-hmm. He ain't treat his body like a temple, and you ain't treating yours like one neither. I agree. So it's kind of like to me, that's one of the things I kind of that's a thing, and that goes back to people in the church and why it's so easy for people to get turned away from the church. Stop being so judgmental, mm-hmm. and it's just not nowadays. The sad thing is, it ain't just people in the church. It's everybody on Twitter. It's everybody, it's everybody on Instagram. Everybody is so judgmental. Everybody got a comment. About everything. Hand, yeah. But it's kind of like, do how often do you look in the mirror and see and say, it may not be a sin. It may be your own insecurities. And those insecurities can lead into sin. Mm-hmm. And that's like, oh, I'm going, I'm stressing out. I'm not, I'm, so I'm drinking. Oh, I'm stressing out. I'm smoking. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this and the third. So your, your insecurities or your stress levels turn into sins. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you can't, you really can't judge somebody else. It's hard. Like, and, that, and that's one of the things I tell people why I give pastors and even when i hear people talk about oh why do y'all give pastors so much money and this and third y'all giving money to the church they just taking y'all money bro try to read anybody who knock a pastor or knock about people paying their tithes and offer just try to read the bible you tell me read one scripture and tell me that you can flip that scripture into a story or make it relatable for to other people minutes. who can't for, yeah for, for five minutes yeah <laughs> for five minutes I, I, I read the bible mm-hmm. every day and sometimes i can't even remember what i just read so let alone be able to read it and flip it and turn it into something that alone you earn you deserve my money if I can pay $100 to go to a concert, and we're talking about that's a that's a mediocre artist. Yeah. <laughs> you can go give the little local dude in your who performing at a film more $25 to go see him, but you yeah. can't give a pastor $20? Mm-hmm. Like, that to me, just that stuff be like, I'm like, come on, bro. That's just certain conversations where, like, just try it before you sit here and turn your nose or something. Sit here and put your, give yourself a second and say, what would I do with all that power? The same way when you think about if I hit the Powerball, what would I do with all of that money? Right. People never put themselves in somebody else's shoes to even give them a chance to be like, I kind of get it. I understand it. 
And that's not to say that, you know, because they have that power that they should misuse it. That's not what you're saying. It's just one of those things that they they deserve what's rightfully should be given to them too. Just like if we look at a celebrity or an artist doing their talent and their gift and we as consumers don't mind giving them money and buying concert tickets and buying their merchandise and all of that. Why can why why is it such a hard time for us to go into the house of God and if I'm hearing my pastor preach or whoever and outside of my tithes and offering, I may just feel led to give them $20. What's mm -hmm. wrong with that? Because at the end of the day, the Bible does say that we should honor our shepherds. We should honor the gifts that God has given to us, which in our shepherds are our pastors. So at the end of the day, I, I should be able to honor this person because they're leading me um, on the right path spiritually. If I didn't, if we didn't have these people that were in place, how will, we wouldn't be able to interpret the word or whatever for us. It, it'll, it will be hard because then at the end of the day, we would just have our own interpretation. And I kind of look at it like, that's like you sitting here saying, look, we can bring it back down to just the regular world. Mm -hmm. That's like you're saying, I shouldn't pay a teacher. Right. You shouldn't pay to go to college or you shouldn't pay a personal trainer. And the teacher should be the highest paying teacher. So that's the thing. It's like, that's I what your like, past is. Right. And I feel like we miss, we like we undervalue the things that are quality. Like none of us would be anything without a teacher. Of course. So I feel like none of us would be anything even still without our past, like spiritually, mentally, we would be off if we didn't have these people in place to feed us the word and get us back uh, with stability. So I'm like, why would we, why would, why do we treat the people? Cause like, I mean, what sports athletics, they get paid the highest grossing salary for entertainment purposes, that's wild. When what are they doing for your soul? Like, what are they doing to feed you? Are they coming to your funeral? Because when somebody in your family die, who are you calling? You calling for your pastors to come to the hospital and pray, or you calling for your pastors to come do the funeral? Like, but then we can't even give them what's due to them. You know what I'm saying? And we're taking time because at the end of the day, people don't realize that time is a commodity too. Mm -hmm. Like at the end of the day, they have to study the. It takes them hours, days to study word and then have to get up and give some pastors have multiple services and like i said some pastors have services in different like locations so that takes a lot of time away from their family so they are rightfully deserve whatever amount should be given you know what i'm saying and so i think that that shouldn't even be a debate or if they want to have a jet or whatever they should be de they should be deserving of those things because they have they do have to travel up and down the coast and go to international and go to all of these different things so What's the issue? Like, but yet your celebrity, your favorite artist, DJ Envy and them can take a jet and fly to Costa Rica whenever they feel like it. Like, it's, no, it's, I agree. it's, I mean, it's I, 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 totally, I totally agree with you. But like I said, I think it's just, it goes, I guess, to, to wrap it up and we can get ready to close yeah. the episode on that. I think it's just people don't take time to sit here and be like, let me try to read the Bible and see how hard it is to interpret what I'm reading. Mm -hmm. So that to me, when I started, because guess what? When, at one point in time before I was going to church, I used to have these arguments with my gossip. She was like, oh, it's cool for the for the dope boy to have a Bentley, but your pastor can't get one if he want one. And I just, man, man you sound crazy. It's two different things. But the, when I started to read it and I'm like, oh, this is hard, hard. This ain't easy. Like, trying to read this and remember it. Like, most people, you can't even, y'all listen to music every day and can't even remember all the words. Mm -hmm. You imagine reading something and trying to, man, it's a different ballgame. So, I think when you take your time to actually read the Bible and try to, like, interpret what you're reading, when you see how hard that is, that alone will make you say, all right, whatever I got and I can give, you deserve it.
I agree. So, I mean, we can wrap it up on that one. Um, yeah. Let people know where they can follow you at and let them know what you got really about to come up and about to get going. Yeah, so y'all can follow me on Instagram at lovejones underscore 315. Um, my podcast, again, God is my superpower podcast, is coming very soon um, by the end of this year, for real. So, Mikey will promote that when, it's, when it launches. Um, and then I also have um, an upcoming event coming up in October. Well, no, I'm sorry, November under my business you have business honey so that'll be promoted on my instagram as well and that's for women it's a women empowerment event we bring women together and we just talking about these type of conversations we having these kind of conversations real real topics real discussion for everyday women so yeah all right so y'all already know what y'all are tuned to the number one podcast in the dmv this is Vulture Podcast. I'm crazy with mikey your one and only your favorite favorite and i'm just showing y'all how versatile i am that, I just just study how versatile I am. I made that, him that, everything he is. That's different.